You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. How was my weekend? What did I do this weekend? Oh man, so so fucking hot. You yeah. know that you know that movie screen that I have. Uh-huh. So I've I've added another uh, another thing to it. So yeah. not only is it enough that I have an inflatable screen that I put in my backyard and project movies on. Uh, I also have an. Inflatable and then you like only invite like Sarah and I like once. That is twice that is bullshit. But you know what it is? It's because movies. now that I own it, it's like an impulse thing. So I'll decide like a half an hour. Hey, let's put it up and watch. You know, it's not I whatever. I, I invite you. you to plenty. You only Trust invite me. Your, you only invite your party and you know, drinking buddies. You don't even talk. <laughs> you no. only invite the party. You don't want. You don't want us now that we've got the baby. You're I was like, gonna say. I don't. I don't want. We don't want them. It over. does change the dynamic. We when don't I want them. Okay, but then they're gonna have to get a sitter. It used to be I was left out because I wasn't part of a couple. Now I'm part of a couple, but we got a baby. So we're left out now because of that grass is always greener the grass is green <laughs> true it's, words it's a, never spoken it's a pink floyd song uh so you guys put out the screen but that'll be in screen and also an inflatable pool i have an inflatable pool for two that uh has a leak in it and we so had to like, fill up every half an hour so but you, aside from that you and jenna just like hanging out like andrew mccarthy on a rooftop <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> very weekend at bernie's-esque yeah yeah well, well, but it was a good time what about you uh we're just kind of getting getting used to family life and stuff i yeah, just man. started work last week um, has she has she gotten a job yet? Uh, yeah, right. She, Harper, needs get, yeah. she needs to get a job. Start pulling your weight, baby. Uh, baby weight, which is only six pounds, seven pounds. So, <laughs> so it's not, not too a, bad. Not a whole lot of weight to to, oh, wow. to pull. Uh, no, so we we <laughs> spent some time kind of decompressing this weekend. We went and saw Sarah's family. Mm. Uh, so it was nice. It was a nice, relaxing weekend. Yeah, we're just kind of st- we're trying to find our groove. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I hear all. I hear it's about six weeks. Or, or to months. find that group. <laughs> or months, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> really? It could take six weeks, six months. Uh, you know, my doctor, we went and did dinner with my doctor for his birthday, mm-hmm. and uh, Dr. V. Uh, That's not his real name. That is his real he's name. Not a real doctor. Doctor what is, V. What is he a rapper? He's left a he's left uh, <laughs> he's left us feedback. He left a review on our, oh. our podcast. Oh, thanks, Doctor V. Yeah. Uh, so we went and did dinner, and he was talking about like how he had like I think I think he had one of his kids like sleeping through the night already like at two weeks. All right, settle because, down over because he'd had you know he had had two kids before then, and then his third year they were like, all right, we know how to do this thing now. Man, see, and I was the third kid. I kind of feel like I got that neglected. Like we're over the parenting thing. Yeah, we're just gonna let you coast on autopilot. So my father, my father Don't was in up. town, uh, you know, doing the grandpa thing, and he was like, you know, your sister Lene, she was so loud and cried all the time, <laughs> and we were always like re- responding and reacting every time she made a noise. We came, we went and checked on her. With you, you were easy. We didn't do much. You know, you Boys cried. We just kind of let you do, let you do. Your Thing. We just let you choke on your own vomit wow, okay. until you cleared your own esophagus. That's great. <laughs> so uh, I don't know how to segue from clearing the esophagus to uh, to the to to what we wow. are. We are the editing bay yes, on we the are. Next Wave Radio Network. We are here to clear your movie esophagus. <laughs> that doesn't even work. Uh, my name's Joe. I'm Joel, and we talk about movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. Oftentimes they're bad movies. Sometimes they're undiscovered and uh, underappreciated, wonderful gems of the cinematic universe. But whatever the case may be, Joel and I will figure out what we want to see. We'll watch it. We'll come back here to this forum, discuss it with each other, and with you, 
our lovely Editing Bay listeners, and we encourage you to talk back to us. There are many ways you could do that, like with our Twitter account, uh, the Editing Bay at the Editing Bay. Uh, we've also got at George's Goiter, which <laughs> we haven't done anything with yeah. Um, yet. And uh, at Next Wave Joe is where you can find me. Mm. Uh, what's yours? It's at the Editing Bay. The, but you've got your regular one too, right? Oh, at Jr. Burnson. Jr. Burnson. I don't like people know my last name, Joe. but now they know. Dude, we've used your last name a million times. <laughs> I know. Uh, so yeah, on we, the website. We are talking about movies, and as the title of this podcast, as you downloaded it on your podcasting app or on your Android device, suggests we're talking about a movie called Toy Soldiers. Step by step, heart to heart. <laughs> Love you, Martika. So this is not to be mistaken for the <laughs> Dennis Leary oh my God. Small Soldiers movie yes. about the toys that come to life and start fighting each other. Very difficult Googling facts about this movie because 50% of the, the, I guess everybody, including myself, thought that that movie was titled Toy Soldiers. Nope. In fact, it was as, Small Soldiers. As it probably would have been mm-hmm, <laughs> if mm-hmm, like, right. this if movie didn't taken, exist or yeah. something. I don't really know that this movie, that title applies aptly enough to this film, having watched it now. I think the title, it's only called Toy Soldiers because, as I found out when we were watching the credits when the movie was done, Mm -hmm. this is based on a book. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Is that interesting, or is that just (laughs) a surprise more than anything? It's answering a lot of questions now. This this was a piece of literature. It explains why why this movie reads like a book, (laughs) or is paced. Like a like a novel, <laughs> Jesus. Like, like War and Peace yeah. in a prep school. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, so yeah, Toy Soldiers, starring uh, Samwise Gamgee, Sean Astin, <laughs> uh, and Keith Coogan, who you might know from Adventures in Babysitting. That's uh, where that fucking kid is from. Yes, yes, yeah. I know I recognized him. And uh, Wesley Crusher, Will Wheaton. Yes, which Sarah had a huge crush on Will Wheaton when she was growing oh, up. Oh, I see what you did there. And so. Uh, <laughs> crush on Crusher. <laughs> she uh she was she was kind of delighting at the fact that like there's there's what? young Will Wheaton with his like earring okay. and 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 the weird I mean we'll get into this later okay. but but there is a weird like homoerotic undertone to this movie. Mm, sure. To about 80 I'm going to I'm going to apply 80% of this movie <laughs> is like just Young boys in underwear, like yeah. just hanging out in a bedroom well, with each other. Well, it is like a prep school for young boys, um, predominantly. Yeah, yeah. I. It's what's going to happen? I probably it's wouldn't hang out my, like, my whitey tidies in in a terrorist situation, <laughs> just hanging out in a bedroom. Like I just hey, you got to be limber. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with you I on that. Can't be encumbered by. I don't all know those why clothies. you're making excuses for them either. Saying, this is really weird. You know that part of the movie I didn't mind so much, Joe. That was actually my favorite part. <laughs> That's what it did right. <laughs> bearing the lead here. In fact, speaking of right, I'm about to use my right and <laughs> stroke this off a little bit. Oh, Think about Keith Coogan and his whitey tidy. Your doctor listens to this show. I know. I'm sorry, doctor. And he enjoys it uh, because I encourage prostate examination, which is probably <laughs> what you know what I was referring to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Sounds not like at all. Um, and in some in some respects, you could look at this movie as a story of like Louis Gossett Jr. having a passionate having passionate feelings for <laughs> yeah. Sean Astin because there's there's so many little scenes love. where they're like, so you think that these kids you know are going to be you know well I know that some of these boys are going to give them trouble <laughs> and there's one boy one in, in particular. particular like he says that like two or three times Secret in this movie lovers. yes yeah. he's always like I'm thinking of one boy in particular <laughs> you could get like a soundbite of him saying that oh, it, it's horrible almost like like Nambla like, I was just going to say this, this is the movie that they show when they have uh, their their yearly meetings <laughs> we're going to meet at the Hotel Paradiso and uh, the 7pm showing <laughs> of we, Toy uh, Soldiers oh they're going to do Toy 
toy soldiers this year, not lost boys. <laughs> you know, we're getting some complaints from the faculty, so yeah, there's too many women <laughs> in lost boys. <laughs> so I guess toy soldiers is a good way to go. So toy soldiers, uh-huh. it's um a, a story about a prep school, the Regis School. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a yeah, it's a prep school. These kids hang out there. Sean Astin's kind of the rebellious one, mm-hmm. uh, and the the school gets taken over by. Um, a, a Mexican terrorist? Yeah, it's Colombian drug lord. Colombian, yeah. Or son of, anyway. Luis, I can't remember, Cali? Oh, she, yeah. Luis, Luis Cali. Luis Cali. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, the the school gets taken over. I, I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah. Because the movie starts with, like, this this hostage situation in a courthouse <laughs> ex- in Colombia. It's exactly one of those films where if you walk in five minutes late, you'll think you're in the wrong theater. <laughs> yes. It's like, I came to see the one about, uh, you know, well, uh, the- I, I came to see the the, the, the one about the terrorists <laughs> taking over school. This uh, I feel like I'm watching uh, School Ties. The aforementioned uh, NAMBLA meeting, who's <laughs> probably confused when they show up five minutes late. <laughs> it's like, where are, the, where are the prepubescent young'uns? <laughs> There's so much violence. I was promised one thing. Uh, so they take over this courthouse, mm-hmm. this Louis Cali guy, and you find out he's trying to like free his father, mm-hmm. who's some you know drug lord or whatever, right? And <laughs> never says a word in this he's movie. He's too late. He's too late. They said, you know, your father's already been transferred. Mm-hmm. No, we've got people watching the airport. Uh, no, you're watching the wrong plane. He's right. already in America. And he like he finds out like, oh yeah, they're telling. He's telling me the truth. And like he he pulls all these hostages up on the rooftop, a la you know Die Hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gets in a chopper, brings the judge in the chopper with him, and as they get to like a cruising all altitude. Right. Just dumps the judge out of the helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Getting rid of his only leverage. That's a good yeah. Why is no one tracking that helicopter at that point? That's a good point. Like, yeah, you just you just killed your only hostage. We should be able to blow you out of the it's air. Not like yeah, they can't be taken down by an F two fifty or whatever. Helicopters that's a, are that's pretty, a truck. As as far as speed 22. goes, a transport helicopter like that isn't going to move too fast. That's good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Another a series of helicopters to fly around that helicopter. That's a good point. Yeah, that's bad uh, terrorism 101. Uh-huh. I failed that class apparently. <laughs> you and it, failed. And in fact, now that you mention it, this entire movie that guy is is one step behind. He's the worst. I made that note. <laughs> Louis Kelly is Louis Kelly is the worst terrorist yeah. in the history of cinema or terrorism yeah. because he goes to that courthouse and his father's yeah. already give, been moved. Give to me the, my father. America. No, he's not here. He's not here. Right, then well. He goes to the school. <laughs> give me my father. Give, give me that kid. The son like of the, the judge. son of the judge. Oh, he's not here. You just missed him. <laughs> Five minutes ago, he would have been here. Just missed him. Sorry. He's the most he went out for some milk. Terrorist. <laughs> and he's not coming back. <laughs> so this whole thing could be told uh, from a much more comical point of view. Like yeah, you, you, I'm could, you could have cast Leslie Nielsen as this terrorist, <laughs> and it would have probably had, I think, the same kind of effect. I might have uh, enjoyed it more. Uh, you, you, you may have. Mm-hmm. This, see, I have to, I have to admit, mm-hmm. this is one of those movies when I was a teenager, when I had just, I had moved to Texas probably a year before. Okay. And uh, this is one of those guilty pleasure movies that I loved when I was a kid. I must have watched this movie. Uh, probably 20, 30 times. It must have. Was it on like HBO and they just yeah. re-ran it yeah, a lot? Yeah, they just ran it all the Seems time. Seems like one of those movies where, oh, we can't really afford any A-runs. Right. <laughs> so we're going to get, uh, who's the, that? The kid from the Goonies. The kid from Goonies, People yeah. like the Goonies. What's he doing nowadays? Yeah. <laughs> and the guy from Iron and Eagle. Wesley Crusher from uh, Stand By Me. Let's get him on. <laughs> That's right. We could pay for them. We'll just run it. Stand By Me was kind of like the Goonies, but in real life. Exactly. So, <laughs> IRL. So, so we're going to throw those two together. Yeah. And, uh, and Chappie Sinclair from Iron Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> so that did not surprise me that you'd seen it a lot of times and in your youth uh, because, yeah, HBO. Thanks yeah. a lot. Because I had not seen it. I hadn't even heard of it. Again, Small Soldiers was what I was thinking of, <laughs> much to my disappointment when I realized what I was watching. Um, 
So this totally just flew under my radar. I had no yeah. idea this movie existed. I probably wasn't of age because this is ooh, this is a hard R movie. Oh, it, it absolutely is. Yeah, right yeah. off the bat. It, oh, it's the kind of movie you probably wouldn't see comfortably made, not from a major studio nowadays. Not anymore. Where people are breaking into a school and like shooting yes, up kids and shit. Too close. And and it not being like based on a true story and like a tragedy. Right. No, this is like comedy action. Yeah, exactly. And, like. Teachers are getting shot and killed. Dude, the execution style that yes. one he didn't even do anything. He was trying to he was standing up for the one kid who was making the phone call. Yeah. And just execution style to the back of the head. Uh-huh. Before we get too far away from uh the the helicopter and pushing the judge out, I gotta admit, I I liked how they did that. I liked how that was shot. Uh-huh. Because they, they full on got skydivers. Yeah. And I've never seen a you know, hostage being pushed to his death shot like this. Because uh-huh. normally it's like from the POV of the pusher. Right. Or it's from the ground, and then, he, you know, they, he just falls out of frame and you hear a thud. <laughs> but somebody with this, a camera f- jumped out yeah. of a, a helicopter yeah. and just filmed up. Skydivers. And yeah. so you're falling with the guy the whole time, and then they just kind of dissolve into the credits. Uh-huh. And, uh, man, I don't know about you. I'm kind of, I, I'm leery about heights. I'm a little afraid yeah, of no, heights. Yeah, no, I hate heights. And that 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 touched me on a visceral level that I was not prepared for. It was an effective way to film it. Uh, I You know, unfortunately, there's no way to hide that the guy had a parachute on. Under I know, his room. I know. He was like, the judge just gained 30 pounds between shots. <laughs> right. And that's, and we'll revisit that. Uh, that That is one of the, the glaring things about this movie. Mm-hmm. So many production faux pas. Ooh. Like there's there's that where you see the uh, you see the 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 parachute under the robe mm-hmm. where you you remember the part where they pulled all of the headmaster's furniture out and they're like the lawn. and the camera's like and you see the shadow of the camera on the couch. Oh, I missed that. And then that. it like comes up. I'm usually so good at seeing that. Yeah, shit right. Too. Uh, when uh, when Sean Astin jumps up on the table as they're trying to get everybody out of the. Uh, I remember. It's like near the end. He jumps on the table. He's like, "Everybody, get out of here!" Right. You see the sandbags holding the table down. Ha <laughs> ha! Good eye. Right. I mean, this is stuff that I never noticed before. And then there was one other. Oh, when yogurt. And Billy, Sean Astin, <laughs> are like backing up through the ventilation shaft and going back to the bathroom. They went to the ventilation like, shaft. They, <laughs> oh Sorry. God. Do you really have to reference the worst one? <laughs> Star Wars episode. You one. couldn't reference Die Hard or something? What other instead? movie did they. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. What He's other movie did they talk ventilation about? Ventilation shaft. Um, <laughs> so as they're crawling, they have the camera panned out a little too much, and you can see the border of like oh, the fake vent that they're crawling go quite through. As <laughs> there were a couple times where I had to rewind and go. Look at that! Oh man, that's that's horrible. I'm usually I'm kicking myself because I usually notice that kind of stuff. I'm looking out for it, and that just speaks to how disengaged I was with this film. <laughs> with this, with this movie, this didn't like, speak to you. What kids are running? Around? All right, fine, whatever. <laughs> no, I I thought it was plotting, and and I I I, I did kind of think it was boring. A lot of it comes to do with uh, okay, so it's it's fairly predictable, right? Oh, terrorists incredibly. take over school, uh, and then it's like this ragtag team of of uh, uh, troublemakers. Yeah. You know, use their wits and guile to uh, to outsmart them. He's like Hogan's them. heroes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, kind of what's going to happen. Really, all you're hoping for is, oh, how are they going to do it? The the fun is going to be in in what they use, right? But they're kind of. Bo- I mean, aside from the um, uh, airplane, the remote control, even that, which even that was like, all right, it's '80s. We were fascinated with the remote control things. At they're that more point. clever with devices before the terrorists take over the school. Like, yeah, like yeah the, right. The one nine hundred number. When they're thing? trying to call the nudie. Uh, that line. like, yeah. uh, wouldn't that have been kind of cool to bring that back? Later I was waiting. To, like, signal the the authorities or what whatever. The fuck, yeah, I know. Right? That's the exact. That's a that's a fucking Chekhov's gun right there. Exactly. That they just wasted an opportunity. It's like wh- I thought. That's the whole reason that that scene existed mm-hmm. was so that we can we can pay reference to it later. I thought there was going to be that. I thought maybe they were going to make some like homemade explosives out of the mouthwash. 
The vodka the mouthwash? Vodka yeah. Dude, what, what? That's a great idea. Exactly. He made like a fucking metric ton, you know, a C4. You could take down a building worth of vodka, Listerine Joel, vodka. No, yes. Joel, Uh-oh. in this movie, it was Uh-oh. C3. It's just one, one degree one, less one level than below. C4. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know if you know, when they were like wiring up the school, it was C3. I was like, what? I guess. Could they not? We hadn't invented C4. C4 they then. didn't have C4 yet. It's a different time, Joe. It's uh, Twenty years ago. I I uh, I am not bored with this movie. Wow. The yeah. movie doesn't bore me, and I don't know if it's because of the nostalgia yes, factor. Yes. But you know, even sitting there watching it, <laughs> like that, you're answering. Going, it. Yes. Yes. That's yeah, correct. That's correct. But I know Sarah had fun watching it. She was like, that that was that was kind of that was kind of I think I can't remember what her terms are. I think she said that was delightful. Sure. Uh, and and I think that there is kind of a, a fun aspect of like watching. Young Sean Astin at like dude. the best shape he'll ever have been in. I was gonna say I don't remember him being. Yeah, that was his prime, dude. His yes. sweet spot because before then he was way too young and scrawny to uh-huh. be imposing. And immediately after this, he just plumped up Rudy style. Yeah, he did. And then it was Samwise Gamgee all the way home. Uh huh. Sorry, Sean, if you're listening. <laughs> but he's running around in like sleeveless t-shirts and stuff. And fucking yeah, man, wife uh, beaters. Yes. He's doing his own stunts. He's sliding down hills. Dude, that's, so that's physical. That, that's another moment where he slid down the hill past the car, mm-hmm. and you saw the blanket <laughs> as, he's, <laughs> the, as he's crawling back to the car. Blanket. You see the safety blanket. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, <laughs> whoever shot this thing did a shitty job of keeping things out of frame. I don't know that this was supposed to be a theatrical release. This feels very much like, especially when you get Louis, Louis Gossett Jr., right? Is that yeah. who that is? What it? are you talking about? You from from he does B Dolph movies. Lundgren's The Punisher. He does B-movies. He what did I'm an officer saying. and a gentleman. Oh, was he in that? Yes. All right, well. He was the officer. He peaked early. But he's also quite a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I so equate him with the uh, is it the Iron Eagle movies? The Iron Eagle in? movies. That was a huge release too. And I then it, know, they went into like six a, sequels, and those went straight it was to a video. Top Gun ripoff, wasn't yeah. it? At the well, time, no. Well, the kid. The, it was about a kid whose father was a pilot, mm-hmm. and the pilot got taken prisoner, and so the kid grabbed a plane and like flew into enemy territory and rescued his dad. Right. Like, totally believable. An, another <laughs> shitty premise. Like the kind of stuff that you're like, if you thought about it for like five minutes, you'd be like, well, that's kind of bullshit. <laughs> I don't think that <laughs> yeah. can work. That's yeah. But it had a Queen soundtrack. Mm, no yeah. way. Yes, sir. Oh, those guys are prolific. Right? Love Queen. Uh, <laughs> you love Queens. <laughs> uh, uh, the right. borough of New York, yeah. <laughs> see, see what I did there? <laughs> I did. I, I saw it. Maybe you should draw me a map and show me where you went with that. Uh, all right. Uh, so the um, so the terrorists take over. And mm. they're like, shit, the kid that we wanted to kidnap is not here. What the fuck are we going to do? Well, we may as well make the best of this situation. So they get like the the personnel files and figure out what kids they do have. And they're like, oh, hey, these kids are pretty decent for leverage. Mm -hmm. We might be able to get what we want still by just using these kids. And so uh, then you have this dude, you know, the the FBI calls up and like they come in guns blazing. Like they don't even try to do it subtle. Like they just come in guns blazing uh, and the authorities show up and he makes his demands. And he's like, you know, every hour on the hour. Uh, I am going to count these kids. If one of them is missing, I'm going to execute five people, and uh, and if if another one's missing, we'll execute ten. Mm-hmm. You know, so on and so forth. Uh, just get me back my five. I've got a list of demands that I've sent you. Make sure you take care of those, and no one else will get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the usual shit that you see in a movie well, of like course. this. Um, so then, what this becomes is, you know, he recognizes that Sean Astin's got a. A problem with authority, and <laughs> it might be a, a thorn in his paw. And make an example, and makes you know, he makes an example of him a couple of times, and you know, 
Sean Astin and his buddies, they gather intel on stuff. It's a little a little great escapish. I, I do enjoy those moments. Yeah. Very like Shawshank. Where uh-huh. they're, uh, they're secretly counting how many weapons they have, and they're the one guy gives the other guy coffee. Or no, no, what is, it? is it Sean Astin who brings the food up to him? Yeah, Sean Astin brings the food up to Hawks him. a big loogie in the sandwiches before handing <laughs> yes. it off. I was like, all right, yeah. These guys just killed some of your teachers and professors and best friends, but uh, that ought to even it up. <laughs> Sarah pointed this out. When Sean Astin's like in the kitchen, he's like washing pots and pans, yeah. and like this dude comes in, he's like, Everybody come out, please. <laughs> and she's like, wow, a terrorist that says please. So polite. So hard to find <laughs> manners nowadays. The, the only polite terrorist. No, so I would swipe right. It's, it's cat and mouse, mm-hmm. uh, kind of. And, and in the end, they, they rescue the school. <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's pretty. I mean, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Oh, uh, although we do le- we have some casualties along the way, Jeff. There are some casualties along the way. Mm-hmm. Some people that you might not expect to see go. I I knew that. I knew that one of the kids was going to get taken out. I figured out. one of the, back when I first watched, I figured one of the nameless ones, like one of the ones yes. I didn't recognize, right? Like, like the Red Ricardo Coats. or oh, I totally or Henry thought Ricardo was going to go. Yeah, and I was like, are they really going to kill the minority? They're going to kill one of the minorities, of course. Uh, but no, yeah. they don't. No, there's uh, Will Wheaton's character. His name's Joey Trotta. Joey Trotta. and his father, doing this horrible like. Oh, well, you tell me how bad is that? It's actually? so bad. Okay, it's that's so what I thought. Bad. Because I'm no, I was just in New York, and you th- and you hear people do accents like that, and you're like, well, tone it down. People don't really talk like that. Uh, no, people do really talk like that. Th- they almost seem like caricatures of themselves. But I guess there's a way to do it and make it believable. First of all, I don't believe Will Wheaton is a badass at all. I don't care how many never, cross earrings never. you're gonna put in him, studs, and have him like yell at his authority. No, he's a pansy little. I, I mean, I love him, well, but he's so mushy. I want to, I want to s- go to sleep. Maybe oh. I'll dream of Jennifer. <laughs> Like, yeah, not even like I'm 80s. embarrassed for him when Wait, he delivers that line. Not eighties. This is ninety one. Ninety one is out. when this came out. Yeah, that's no. Yeah, uh, I don't know why. So yeah, he's he's not he's not, but he's he throws on this voice and uh, and what is the, he gets in a fight with Keith Coogan at one point mm-hmm. and Keith Coogan's like because he the calls fuck, him man? A, <laughs> I'm your friend. He calls him. I a, can uh, call you a fucking wop if I want to. Yes, I love and, that. And line. like I was like, no, actually you can't. Oh, <laughs> like if you guys called me a fucking wop. I'd probably feed you your teeth. Oh, see, and I, I kind of, well, all right, well, that's, that's the New Jersey way, I guess, then, right? New Jersey? Where are you from? New York. New York. What part? Tell me again. We're from where up, Tay Diggs. upstate. Tay Diggs. It's goes. got nothing to do with being a New Yorker. It's everything to do with being, you know, a, from a family of immigrants. <laughs> that's what that means. Sorry. That that's, right. that's why that's offensive. No, oh, oh, the word wop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no, I get it. Except Please don't that, say that anymore. Oh, sorry. No. Shoot. <laughs> Is it really that? See, because I don't think. Of, all right. Well, whatever. Um, how many times have I said it now? Jeff's gonna. Jeff got that part out. Is it really that bad? Like it's, the N word? It, it is offensive. Okay. It's well, a, I know it's it offensive, offensive, but so is like, you know, we we when we did I'm the not, por- when we I'm did the Porky com- episode. I'm we not were going to kike com- around left I'm and not, right. You were. <laughs> Jeff is like, but in the movie, like it was, it was a part of the sure the relationship between yeah. the two characters. Uh, but it also it was also kind of a. Uh, a little bit of a time capsule of like what we were looking at at that point in history. Okay. Like what they were trying to capture in Porky's, they, they were trying to capture that era. And so in that era, that was that was kind of what guys like that, right. that's how they talked. Got it. Uh, 91, you know, 91, people were still No, kids in a prep w school, I don't, think, I don't think that's necessary. I, I guess when I say I related to it, I mean like because I, I, I was the one of my group of friends in high school. I was the one like white boy, and that was, that was what they called me, white, white boy. Um, and we would just, I mean, it was like a fucking after school special. We had like an Asian friend and a black friend and a couple of Hispanic friends. You guys friends. were the planeteers. We, we kind of were. <laughs> Form of. Um, nerds. 
Uh, but uh, man, I hope there's no. If I ever ran for office, there would be some tape of me calling every one of those guys. I think the this, racial. I epithet. think this podcast pretty much ensures that neither <laughs> one of us can run for office. Also, a good point. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> already distributed on the internet and so, everything. So he's 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 told because um, Louis Kelly knows who his father is. Finds out that his father, Jerry Orbach. Is who I just found out was the voice of Lumiere in Beauty and the Beast. Dude, really? Had no idea. That's where I learned who Jerry I was, Orbach was. I was like, was. holy fuck, he has more personality <laughs> when he plays See. Lumiere than he does in any other film role. That That's he- funny because I did the opposite. I saw him on Law and Order. And I was like, Lumiere's on Law and Order? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I only knew him as Lumiere. I just couldn't imagine. I'm like, is he? He's not the guy that did that. Because I'm just trying to imagine him being all full of life. And we invite you to be our guest. <laughs> I can't, like, every role I've ever seen that guy on TV and in film, he's like, Super serious. I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a thorn in my paw. Mobster. I'm gonna take you down with a. With I'm a, putting baby in the corner. A furrowed brow. Yes. Yep. So he plays Joey's father, and he's like the head of the New Jersey mafia. Something. What is it? Tony Trotter. or yeah. Mikey Ant- Trotter. Anthony Trotter or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That'll work. Uh, and so they kind of work out a deal mm-hmm. where he gets a hold of Louis Cali's father, and he's like, "Hey, my son's in that school." And so Louis decides, like, "Hey, we're gonna let him go. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go ahead and let him go." And Will Wheaton's like, "Well, why? Because we respect your father." Fuck my father, right? And fuck you. Gets all up in their face. I'm not going anywhere <laughs> without my friends. <laughs> a little Christopher Walken action going there. As <laughs> my best Will Wheaton. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. And fuck. My father. <laughs> That's great. I <laughs> oh, love it. I'm not going anywhere. So yeah, without my friends. <laughs> oh, uh, mark that. That will be on the Eddie Awards for 2016. Uh, and so he, he's being let out. He's like, no, you're you're gonna go. He's being let out by this guy. Fucking nails this dude. Takes mm-hmm. his machine gun. Runs outside. Has all the time in the world to fucking. Yep. Aim and fire on this terrorist. Yep. Shoots about a hundred bullets. Misses completely. Because he did Joey, the thing. It, Joey Trotta is the worst <laughs> shot in the in film history. You'd think being the son of a mobster, you'd been around some guns a little bit. Maybe you'd shot some before. Maybe you shot one before. I mean, the thing is, something like that. It's kind of easy. Yeah. You know. Well, if you're not you, holding the top of it, though, it rides up on and you. It, and that's, and what that's, what, that's what happened to him. And he old, pulled the point break. Oh, Will Wheaton, man, mm-hmm. took three shots to the chest. Was it just three? I feel like that motherfucker got riddled with bullets. I think squibs. I think they just had three oh, squibs Oh, yeah, yeah, you up. did see him. Yeah, a lot of, uh, oh, man, must have been fun to be the makeup guys on the show, the effects guys. Oh, my God, yeah, a heads exploding. And, huge yeah. blood squirting everywhere. Good yes. old days. So Joey gets killed. Yeah, sad. And jo- Jerry Orbach is pissed. Oh, yeah. And he's like, we need to teach these guys a lesson. Mm-hmm. My son's not a man. This is a man's world. These are kids. We're going to teach him what a mistake really is. Because Louis Kelly was telling, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chappie Sinclair. Yeah. We, you know, we didn't, we didn't mean to, you, it's important you say that yeah. we did not mean to kill this boy. Right. This was an accident. We were letting him go. And he's like, this wouldn't have happened if you hadn't come here. This wouldn't have happened! <laughs> If the American government hadn't kidnapped my father, that's pretty good. Uh, and uh, and so uh, Jerry Orbach ends up having Louis Kelly's father killed. Yeah, killed very, very quickly too. Did it bother you? And I never noticed this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, did it bother you that uh, Sarah had to point this out? Did mm-hmm. it bother you that Louis never learned that his father was murdered? Uh, oh, he never got his. There was never uh, that, that that comeuppance. That what the he, hell? To to be like, fuck you, motherfucker! Your father's dead now. Like they never. That was never in the movie. Oh, it wasn't, was it? Uh-huh. Wow, what a, mi- a missed opportunity! Tons of missed opportunities there. Yeah, because then he's just 
killed. He's still thinking his father's in jail. And right. He's, you know, avenge me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wolverine. <laughs> uh, yeah. He never. He never learns that. And I. I, I never felt uh, robbed of that reaction until last night, where I was like. Well, fuck! I want him to know uh, that his father exactly, was killed. Exactly, exactly, like Saddam Hussein. Except yeah. In reverse. <laughs> yes. Because his kids were killed right before. Yes, they. Yeah, I kind they of were. enjoy that about that. <laughs> that sounds like a horrible we're learning thing some to say. some very real things about Joel Burton. Well, for him, he was a horrible person. His kids were horrible, and he found out before he was hung that his kids were killed. Hi. Uh, <laughs> send all your uh, all your <laughs> well, comments to just, Editing Bay. Just saying karma and what makes us better than them. No, Stuff I, like I that. know, I know, but I mean, you know, we're all, we have this internal sense of justice, uh-huh. and um, there's part of that that, all right, yeah, good. Was there, was there a part of that know. internal sense of justice <laughs> that made you really root for Sean Astin to get revenge for Joey? Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, Joey, I don't know that Joey was a good kid or a bad kid. He was an okay kid. I mean, he was just a kid. He didn't deserve to die, certainly, not not the yeah. way he did but um, kind of brought it upon himself by... Uh, you know, resorting to arms? No, yeah. he was trying. He was trying know. to help his buddies out. Lost a little bit of sympathy for him. Plus that that cross earring <laughs> was just distracting. He was displaying. It was his faith. He's Catholic. Ah, oh, there you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. Catholic kid. Very religious uh, folk. Wh- <laughs> what what did you? What then? What did you think? What did you think about like this? Because because things kind of come to a head. Yes. Once Joey gets killed, things kind of escalate really quick and and it's almost like at that point someone hits the button and they're like okay act three we need to hurry up and wrap this up right yeah well because i feel like all the plot points have been taken care of like you said and i kind of like the fact that um the 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 mobsters you know the american mobsters and i guess the colombian drug lords kind of like we didn't need any, there was no need for intervention by the cops or the fbi at all because really they didn't serve a purpose no. all that shit was taken care of they killed their son they killed his father uh, and then everybody else dies in between, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, w- with little, you know, it just so happens that it happened to be set in this, this boy's uh, uh, prep school, <laughs> and they're all emotionally scarred forever. Uh, but, that had nothing but, to do, but, nothing uh, of import. But are they, are they, like, <laughs> they show the footage, like, after, oh, the, yeah. after the school's been taken care of. They seem to be taking it all right. They, they, like, and they're throwing frisbees, and they're smiling. And Immediately they're afterwards. Like, like, I don't know if I'd be Dude, this high spirits. They're doing that shit as they're being invaded, as they're held hostage. They get to play on the ground, you know, on the yes. playground for everyone's <laughs> like, "Hey guys, they're playing remote control planes." <laughs> and I, I know it's part of the plot, but still, like, yeah, man, you guys, I don't think you understand the gravity it's, of the situation. Was, this isn't kindergarten school. Seriously, was like, so wait, they're like, they're not, they're not gonna keep them all held up in like the cafeteria, right? They're gonna just let them go out and play. <laughs> <laughs> they're seriously going to do that while they're holding these people hostage. That was their plan. Yeah, and and you you watch as they're counting out the terrorists and stuff. They'll show like some extras doing stuff, and they're playing with frisbees. They're playing with like yep. you know the little flying stick things. Laughing. And, like, oh man, you really. I'm like motherfucker. Like I'd be catatonic. Right. <laughs> I'd be yeah. sitting like, yeah. all right, motherfucker. We need just let's not do some shit. Let's just sit still. I- I didn't see anybody cry, right, throughout this entire movie. Sean Astin cried. Half of these kids, after Joey, well, gets after killed, Joey dies, he leans yeah. up against a wall and he cries of while course, all the boys yeah. are in their underwear. But I mean, before the shit hits the fan. Which is what happens to me when I'm in a room full of men in their underwear. <laughs> I start crying. You get into the corner and turn. Because I know I'm about to be the bitch. Put your head like, up against oh, the wall. Oh, God. Just let it happen. <gasps> um, Alter boy flashbacks. No, but not even any crying like, oh, I want my mommy. You know, like in a, if this shit were real, if that were a real situation. 
And maybe that's the thing. It's like right? we're well, seeing fucking yogurt. That kid, he'd be crying for his mother. <laughs> oh, you know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, he, yeah. He wouldn't have made it out of there. Uh-huh. He, would have, he would have taken his own life. Replacement Joey. <laughs> that's basically what yogurt turned into. <laughs> and it was. He was replaced. Uh, they were like randomly shuffling these kids into dorm rooms, like for right. overnight. And it's like they happen to just they they put them in the dorm yeah, room. Yeah, you get regular in here. Dorm room. You five. That's so fucking. It either. Th- like that. That's that's weird. Like, the little coincidences like that bother mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, okay. So here's a point that I I, I we I talked about this a little bit earlier about okay. how um, the the enjoyment of this film is going to come from the cleverness of of the ways they're getting out of the situation. How they're going to trick the the uh, you know Home Alone was more clever I think in some of the scenarios that they use. Uh-huh. I don't know what part you think I'm talking about. I, I, it's probably not the one you think I'm talking about. Oh really? Well okay. I don't know. All right, go on. There's a scene where uh, so they have to distract. So they've concocted this whole plan. They're gonna pull the the chip because they the terrorists have wired the entire school. Okay, that's not what I think. To I didn't explode. think you were gonna go here. Okay, okay, go ahead. Well, I'm just setting up everything. So they've wired the entire thing to explode, uh, and the bad guy. Has uh, a, a remote a, control a garage door opener, basically on his arm. Fisher Price, one big red button push <laughs> yes. here, uh, and that's going to blow it up. He's wearing it at all times, apparently. But they've figured out; these kids have figured out that the chip that's in the remote control for the airplane, the uh-huh. remote control airplane, yeah. probably going to be compatible with the chip that they're using to detonate the C three. And why not? Of, of course. course, it would be. Yeah, you just go down to your local Radio Shack, <laughs> kids. If you look that up. Remember that's what right. those were before that's they right. closed them all down. Yeah. Um, so they've concocted this whole plan, right? Where they're going to do this, but they have to be distracted. Uh, and so, what's the what's the the the, the gooey kid's name? Keith Yo- Coogan. Keith Coogan. Snuffy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for, in the credits, he's referred to as Snuffy. I don't remember them ever calling him Snuffy. Yeah. Yeah, I never, I never, saw, I, they never called him Snuffy. I didn't think so point. either. Well, he's Snuffy in the credits. Yeah, he was Jonathan. Yeah, there you go. He, uh, the way that he's going to distract the main terrorists is to fake an asthma attack, right? Uh huh. For yeah. like ten minutes. <laughs> yes. He's just on the, and they're just, there's just this crowd of terrorists around him. Marcus Brody over him, like yeah. this boy is very sick. Can't you see? <laughs> I do like him in this movie, though. <laughs> I like it. he takes a fucking and uh, a walkie-talkie antenna to the eye. Yeah, poor guy. He takes some beating. In well, this. Sean Astin gets whipped with a, a car antenna, a- and he immediately has five scars on his back. <laughs> <laughs> and Louis Callie's only hit him like twice, <laughs> but they kind of shoot a little bit of a they 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 shoot a little bit wider, I think, than they meant to. Mm. And you see like the makeup scars, and he's got like eight of them on his back. Like <laughs> he's only hit him twice so far, man. <laughs> he fucking scars fast. This edited, kid. edited for time and content. That's right. So they say. So yeah, he's having the, this long asthma attack. Yeah, and like that, and that's that's how they distract him. And meanwhile, they switch the chips, and I'm like, well, that wasn't very like clever or or plausible, really. Because yeah. really, you think the lead terrorist who's out for vengeance really gives a fuck about this kid giving an asthma attack. <laughs> right. I like that he comes out and he just leans over and looks and sends white guy terrorist right. to go and get like papers. Like, hey, go find the paper, see if this guy really does have asthma. Uh, what I did like about that sequence, though, is when like the chip, when uh, Keith Coogan actually sees the light go off and then come back on, like he actually sudden, does have yeah. an asthma. It's like a real attack. <laughs> I like that. I like the way he played it. He was uh, he's he was fine. enjoyable. He's yeah, fine. He, yeah. was, he was fine. He's some comic I think... I think <laughs> oh, Generally speaking, I think the cast did a decent job in this movie. I, I think agree. everybody did a decent job. I don't think there was anybody in this nope. film that I was like, "Man, fuck him!" Like he's horrible. Like I thought Will Wheaton's accent was shit, but yeah. he was still he's still okay. He's yeah. fun to watch. Um, 
I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if there was anyone in the cast that I was like, man, fuck this guy. I can't stand watching him. I mean, just the terrors. Like, the lead guys, like, you're so, such a stereotypical, like, bad Colombian drug lord. Yeah. You know, out of central casting. That, and Well, that guy was one of the two main villains from uh, the first uh, 48 hours. Of course. Yeah. You can do no, nothing else except play Colombian drug lords. Exactly. And you'll see in my recast <laughs> that I have stayed true to that. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so no, what I was thinking about when you were talking about the distractions uh-huh. was like the elaborate distraction when they got Sean Astin out of the school to go yeah. and get the plans to the to the military yeah. and then come back. There is so much that happens, Joel, within that 15 minutes of, of film yeah. that like my mind was <laughs> imploding upon itself. One that like they were able to perfectly time yes. the 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 soccer ball hitting a window right. at the same time so Sean Astin <laughs> could break a window underneath no. the guy. Just no, that's uh-uh. not happening. No, <laughs> that's no way. Because how far apart are they? Like just take into account <laughs> how long it takes sound to travel. Right. Like they're not even within the same vicinity, not, not even within eyesight of each other. Right. No. Yeah. So, but if we're going to go ahead and give that a pass, fine. Uh, I have a hard time believing it, but I, I'll give it a, a go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sean Astin takes off, goes through, like, uh, runs out, and he has to, like, wait. I don't know if you've ever stood on a rooftop. Yeah, oh, and yeah. Even the, and the thing is, I went to this, um, uh, you know what, this is a better way to describe it. Uh, a few years back, when I was on 102.9, they sent me to uh, Spartanburg. So I could do this stunt driving school at the BMW facility. No, no way. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's it, awesome. It was really cool. And what one of the stunt driving instructors taught me was when you're driving, focus your field of vision as right. far as you can. Yep. Because then you pick up as much as you as much in the periphery mm-hmm. as possible. And you have time to correct for exactly. whatever's happening down the road. Exactly. And he's like, you know, where do you usually focus? And I'm like, I got to be honest. I usually focus like kind of right at the front in of the front hood. Of it, right? yeah. Oh, that close. Well, yeah. Sure. Uh, and so he's like, no, no, no. Focus way far out. You're going to be surprised at how much you actually do. It's catch. hard to drive that way. Yeah, you got to. But really you really train practice. yourself to do it. Mm-hmm. So what I'm, what I'm getting at is, you've got those guards on top of the building. Mm-hmm. If you're standing on top of a building, yes. and like you're looking out in the distance, you're still going to notice something yeah. running. Isn't he wearing like a bright? Purple, like yeah, a yeah purple I was going to say it's, or like it's red or purple or something. I think you're right. I think it was red. It's it's one of the opposites of green, basically. <laughs> exactly. So even if you were colorblind, you would see the contrast traipsing through the forest. Right. So he runs out, runs underneath them, and then circles back to hide behind a car real fast yeah. to see if they're if they're you know distracted. They get distracted. He runs off, goes through this the sewer drain. Finds the military like the military guys find him and he's like, "Hey, I just came from the school. Yep, here's here's the this thing. Take I gotta this. go. They're gonna take." Motherfucker already talked to your commander on the phone and said, "If anyone's missing, I'm gonna kill five people." This fucking irresponsible <laughs> military like this the SWAT or army group right. that decided to like bring him in. Of course, like a fucking. I'd understand if he didn't say that. Mm-hmm. to the authorities on the phone if he didn't say like yep. if anyone's missing I'm going to kill somebody yeah. if he hadn't said that to them I'd understand like oh okay they're going to take him in they don't know that's going on no this is a piece of information that should be circulated to everyone right. that is involved in this operation yeah. and that bothers me that bothers yeah. me so much that's 
That always happens though in movies like this. Well, they did in Die Hard, where it's like the cops are always—they're the obstacle. They never—they never believe what's going on. They never believe what anybody's saying. Right? They're you know yeah they don't know that this fifteen-year-old uh, kid isn't one of the terrorists. <laughs> right? <laughs> really? <laughs> we need you to verify who this kid is. Yeah, context and, clues. And like, and Louis Gossett Jr. is like motherfucker. He is who he says he is. Let him fucking go. Yeah. I'm afraid I can't take that responsibility. Sean Astin fucking yes eludes. The entire U.S. Army. Uh, with one of their Humvees. <laughs> with one of their Humvees. <laughs> eludes the entire army and makes it back to the fucking school. Like, like, this Something is, special this, about It's that turned kid. into Benny Hill. <laughs> that, like, they start this fucking chase. <laughs> right? How is he eluding these highly trained... Uh, you know what? Never mind. But, uh, you know, those, that's one of those because other things movie, that takes Joe, it out of you. Because movie. All this to say, we come back, he comes back to the school... And they've done the head count like three, three or times, four times. Yeah, Someone about to get shot. Yeah. And so his his plan is to, you know, he's he's fallen into the water from the drainage mm-hmm. ditch. He's He feels like he's fucked there. And luckily he had a towel because uh, he's a fan of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> nice reference. Remember your towel. Uh, and so he, cu- he acts like he's taking a shower. Like, oh, man, I didn't hear I what didn't was hear. going on. Mm-hmm. I was taking a shower. <laughs> and, and white guy terrorist... <laughs> Pulls the most ingenious thing, where he's like, "Man, oh, right. I was, I'm in the shower," and like Louis Kelly comes <laughs> over and he goes, "He goes, he's wet." <laughs> I'm like, "Then he must be telling the truth." <laughs> well, not just that, but motherfucker, you don't have to tell me. He's dripping. I can see that. Yup, his story checks out. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, thanks. Like that, that guy must have been like bitching about needing more dialogue or something in this movie. <laughs> Are you kidding? That guy's the he should be leading the Colombian drug lord. He doesn't say anything. He's, but, uh, yeah, he points he's like, at stuff. He's like the reverse Argyle. He's like just, if this was Die Hard, he's, <laughs> he's no, not the Argyle. Theo, the one who the talks one that's a lot, on the, the one that's on the computer. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a strong, silent type, but he does all the legwork. He puts together everything. He's the guy who puts together, or he brings the files for all the kids. Oh, yeah. This one's a you know tycoon magnets uh, child, and this one didn't oil. He, didn't he also put together the bomb? Oh my God! I think he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I think we, he was, don't, we he don't need the son of the Colombian drug lord. No, the only boy who could ever teach me was the son of a Colombian drug lord. <laughs> Thanks for taking that. You're welcome. Um, what else? What do you have on this, Marcus Brody? Um, <laughs> don't pay attention to them. It's <laughs> pretty good. Got lost in his own museum, Alec Guinness. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So I, I was talking earlier just about how I like that it's clever. I like that the mob and the Colombian drug lords basically. Do each other in, you yeah. know, through this this series of unfortunate events. Lemony Snicket's, <laughs> Lemony Snicket's toy soldiers, um, and he, but that means that everything else that happened around this, like, is of no importance. In fact, the kid at the very beginning of the judge, uh-huh. who you know you think he's going to be a big part Donahue. of this movie. No, he just sets the thing in motion, and yeah. then he's never... Like, that's the definition of a MacGuffin. Like, yeah. you're never going to hear from it again. It doesn't have anything to do with the plot. It's just to set you know this uh, you along this path. Yeah. And then see if... Don't worry about that kid. I'd that kind of bugged me. I'd love for them to make a Toy Soldiers too, and it's just all about that kid coming back to school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Thanks what, a lot. What the fuck happened? He's like, hey, guys. <laughs> missed you over summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot happened, Jimmy, yeah. since the last time we saw hey, you. Hey, where's Joey? Yeah, that's a good question. Hmm. Where is Joey? <laughs> You're standing on it. <laughs> oh, bird. Uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be, uh, he's going to be getting pa- picked last for uh, for basketball. <laughs> Shirts versus It's not skins. his fault. No, it never is. Um, the, 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 uh, the, the suave Louis Cali, uh devolves 
fairly quickly. Yeah, he has a bit of a, in, a moment in the uh, in the within the third act of this film. Like, it, it, it's kind of funny because you could see the story of Louis Kelly being told through how tight his hair is being pulled back into his ponytail. <laughs> he just starts to lose it more because and more. The more it loosens up, and the more like the hair is kind of shown in front, like the more he's kind of losing his nerve. Yeah, and I've never seen I've never seen a movie. Well, I pro- I'm sure I have, but I haven't seen one in a while that's, like, tried to hit it so much on the nose about, like, you know, yes. trying to physically represent, like, <laughs> how this person is kind of deconstructing. Yes. his collar is upturned because his whole world has been upturned <laughs> yes. by the events that just took place. Like, I feel like the director's telling the entire cast the story of every character before they shoot. Like, <laughs> you see? So his suspenders are hanging down. But you know what that is? That's that's the the wardrobe person. Yeah. Like, they want to they insert their part into the film. Like, I'm not just somebody who goes to Target and buys you, you know, cotton T-shirts. That's right. I'm going to tell your my story. And tidies <laughs> And then you guys all hug. Ugh. Um, yeah, I d- well, we'll get that in a second. The score in this movie I liked. I didn't think that it fit the movie, yeah, yes. but I liked the music. Yeah. <laughs> and it would have been great in another film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there were there were so many moments where we were both like, Wow, this what is up with this score? It's What's going very, on? Very, very indicative of like early to mid nineties where yeah. no matter if you're if you're it doesn't matter if your film called for that type of score, you're gonna get a fucking John Williams esque score uh-huh. that we're gonna pay, you know, some uh, T V composer to, to you know, gonna pay him the day rate and yeah. he's gonna write write something for your film. But it's not bad. It's not bad, but yeah, it's like not everything has to be marches and eighty piece orchestras. It, it does yeah, it doesn't have to be overly dramatic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, oh, like, yeah. like they really get in like the overly dramatic especially like Sean Astin crying in his underwear up against uh, the wall and you hear like the horns come in and like Too much. Man, Don't too, tell me exactly, how to feel. Exactly. Just pull it back a bit. However Don't go up on me. Don't go! Don't go! First five minutes of up on me. With <laughs> oh this. my God! They were showing that on TV last night, and I was yeah. watching it again. Fucking everybody talks about the manipulative first manipulative piece of. Everybody shit. talks about the first ten minutes of that movie, and you know, who, who do you know who will not stand up for the first ten who minutes? Who do up? you know? I don't stand up for it. What? I think that's shit. You don't like the first ten minutes of man, up? I think it's manipulative shit. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's, it's it's if it were done by in lesser hands by a less capable uh, company than Pixar. Yeah, you know it what? Could be that, it's up. so much better than just fucking letting that story be told organically through the course of the film instead of like pounding us with it at the very beginning and telling us what we're supposed to feel. Well, but you have tell to... Us a, a sto- tell us a story. Develop that character slowly yeah. so we can fucking develop it I get that, though, could, it but you him. have to set up that he that he's this broken old man at the beginning. But you, like, can, that's set that, you can set place. that up just fine. They set it up with the trailer. You got that information from the trailer. Oh, he's a crotchety old man. Who I know, but you need to know why. From... You need to his feeling of and loss. And you learn that throughout the course of the movie. I know, but, know, that, but it doesn't Sarah send him... Sarah had some really good ideas no. that like almost a la Beauty and the Beast where like maybe he had a room that was like her room like mm-hmm. that he had always kind of kept and as the house was like floating off like he caught the kid in there oh. messing with some stuff get out like, of there oh, get out of there what are you doing? there and were then, parts like, of that he there comes was the across frame. the thing and then he starts to kind of float but that would have been a little bit more organic to kind of tell that there's story. that whole photo book that you don't realize what it is until uh, there's that great scene I that's don't know. fine I but incorporate it a different way i feel like when you blow your load in the first 10 minutes in a movie like that mm. it's bullshit because I've... the first 10 minutes the rest of the movie the rest of the movie does not stand up yes, emotionally now I agree. to that first 10 minutes. Except for that one scene where he is going through the photo album. Right. And she's that's, like, that's it. now go have your own adventure. Exactly. And that would have been, I think that would have been better had you paced yourself with it a little bit. I don't know. I felt like that was all set up. Like you needed to know that immediately about that character. And that was the quickest way they could tell it without it feeling disingenuous. Mm, it, I don't know. To me, it felt it. disingenuous. Mm, I don't know. I felt yeah. like it earned it. 
Uh, we just uh, you are in the minority. Ag- agree to disagree. Yeah, I no, no, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I know I am, and you. I you, didn't realize you, that there was a person who would and, take uh, that stance, yeah. though. If there's something that you love to do, it's to kick around minorities. You've shipped it, <laughs> as evidenced by this episode and my childhood. I mean, minority opinions, ladies oh, and right, gentlemen. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, where was I even going? With I don't know. We were, we're talking, talking about, about the first ten minutes up. Yeah, and how does that relate to Toy Soldiers? I don't know, Joe. That was a conversation ago. The first ten minutes of Toy Soldiers does not compare. (laughs) Shit. The first ten minutes of Up would have made a great short film. It basically is a short film on its own. It would have made a great short film. It is. I didn't need the 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 hour afterwards. I didn't care about all the rest of that shit. It. Yeah. I I guess maybe the point I was trying to bring had nothing to do with Toy Soldiers, but uh, I I tuned in for like the last half hour of that movie and forgot just how like. Crazy it it is. Uh-huh. They're in like uh, this this they Hindenburg. They go to fucking cloud cuckoo land from the Lego Movie. Like it's yes. suddenly just it's like what? Yes. Where, what is this? Talking dogs and a kid on balloons and, and all of a sudden bird. this ninety year old guy who couldn't walk before who should be dead is like doing stunts and and you know saving children from falling to their death. That's right. And uh, I was like, wow, what a weird weird movie. Thank you, Joel. You've made my point. It's a very inconsistent movie. No, absolutely. I'm I'm that part I agree with you on, but the first ten minutes I will I will I will stand by. I'll stand by you. Well, I understand that. You kind of need I'll things spoon-fed to you. I don't. <laughs> 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 Motherfucker. <laughs> All right, so Toy Soldiers, uh, you were bored by this movie. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was. And my last notes are like, is this still going on? Uh, and then it's finally over, and they're celebrating, and there's <laughs> that what seems like a five-minute shot of them, like, you know, roughhousing and tossing each other's hair, and, hey, man, slapping on the chair with the back, and I'm like, wow, this is, yeah, that's where it felt very Nambla to kind of, me. Yeah, like, well, that, and that, that felt, speaking of disingenuous, like, yes. that felt disingenuous, because I'd have been like, wow, I think after something like that, you kind of have that, almost like the end of Return of the King, like that quiet yeah. moment. Yeah. I think that's the moment where, like, everybody kind of wants to just be together and decompress. And right. Like, you know. To reflect. Fuck, man, yeah. this has been a crazy day. It almost seems like one of the things where, like they shot that scene on the you know the first couple of days of filming, out of sequence before the child actors kind of realized, oh, uh, we get to, we, you know our, our professor's heads get blown off. <laughs> One of us maybe died. I shouldn't have like high fived so <laughs> vehemently right when we shot that scene yesterday. <laughs> yeah, uh, I uh, I do love the to go back because that scene always. At the very end, as they're all high fiving, mm-hmm. it's like that guy, the kid who plays yogurt, doesn't quite know where he's supposed to like fit yeah. in in the group, and uh, and that reminds me of the scene where they're going through like the sketchbook, Joey's sketchbook, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the pictures that he drew, and they're all just sitting there and they're looking through, they're flipping through it, and like yogurt and his little buddy are sitting on the bed up opposite them, right? And like yogurt comes yeah, around, yeah, I'm gonna look, and he and he he sits on the bed behind them, and mm-hmm. and he's like, and you know. <laughs> Visually and symbolically, we've now adopted him into this group. He's yeah. he's become the new Joey Trotta. <laughs> and I just love that shot though, because like spare ass blonde hair. There's kid still the one still kid stuck alone on the on bed. the other side. <laughs> <laughs> and I could picture like between takes that poor child actor turning to the director and be like, "Shouldn't I go over there and do No, 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 no. You're fine. We're using you as foreground. You're blocking. Just, uh, just stay where you are. You're framing the shot. It but looks wouldn't, beautiful. But wouldn't I want to be over? No, 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 no. <laughs> just, just stay there. If we show your face, we have to pay you for the scene. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll have him turn it and like look and show you the pictures. Yeah, there like you go. Story time. You can be a part of it that way. Be a part of it in your own way, just not spatially. Don't we're gonna use you for that bathroom scene. Don't worry. You get your big scene later. You get the bathroom scene. Cutting room floor. Yeah. Uh so I, I can see I don't know. I could see where someone might get bored with a movie like this. Mm-hmm. Especially if they if it, like I wonder if I hadn't seen this when I was a kid and seen it often, mm-hmm. if I would have had the patience that I have for it now. No, no. But I mean 
Sarah does. You know, she's got patience for it. She she watched it. Well, she I has don't... to live with you. So <laughs> <laughs> this is true. She's going to keep you happy. Touche. Uh, no, I mean, she'll tell me if she doesn't enjoy something. No, I believe that. But uh, but no, I, I guess you know maybe maybe you just don't like violence and like you know you know I I movies am... with testosterone because I wasn't exposed to it in movies that that late not the testosterone part but the but the violence I, I I do get affected by by on-screen deaths yeah especially in a in a in a movie they're graphic in this you, it's and you graphic. said that at the beginning of the podcast and I got no graphic. problem I guess the tone was fairly consistent they always mm-hmm. kind of felt like they were in they were in danger um, they felt like they were in danger but I felt like they did a good job of kind of diffusing it a little bit every once in a while like yeah. if it felt like it was getting a little too heavy they kind of they, they I was, threw in something not not that it was hilarious or anything but they threw in something that was a little like sure okay we're gonna ease the pressure a little bit mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. now we're gonna move on yeah I I thought for sure that like when they started lining up five people to be shot when Sean Aston wasn't showing up we've counted ninety one instead of ninety two three times in a row he's still not here all right line up and they get that little kid they get the, fucking yogurt the, no it wasn't no 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 it wasn't yogurt it was just another kid oh uh, okay it was another kid but they pull him out of line <gasps> and did you know like the kid ran. To the wall, like, you know, oh, how so like, kids do. Yeah, I got picked. Got, yeah, I got picked. And he goes, <laughs> like, he got picked for a team in, in kickball. <laughs> and he goes to kind of run to where he's supposed to be. I, I Take don't your think, time. I don't, think, I don't think I'd be in that like, much of a rush. I wouldn't even move myself. You'd there's, have to drag there's me there. no There's no question what's about to happen to you. <laughs> I don't think I'd be that enthusiastic uh, about it. Yeah. But uh, I thought they could have taken any one of the, I thought they were going to start firing. And somebody was going to die again. Yeah. So I guess in that sense, it was successful. It, I, 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 it was, it, that was the one point of the movie that for me was unpredictable it wasn't safe yeah. it wasn't it wasn't entirely safe Mm-mm. or secret <laughs> <laughs> thank you you motherfucker i'll show myself out yeah please do do you have any other notes on you this know, i really don't no i really don't um would you recommend this movie to anybody well if you if you go to crackle you can watch it for free on crackle if you're a pr- Amazon Prime, we couldn't find it anywhere. Subscriber. Ended up having to buy it's it tough. on DVD. It's, did you a yeah. DVD? No less. Yeah. Where do you find DVDs around here? At, at the movie trading it's a magical company. place. Ah, uh, yes. They didn't make. They don't make it on Blu-ray. <laughs> no. <laughs> What's Toy doubt. Soldiers on Blu-ray? There's no uh, Criterion Collection. Right. Sean Astin's. <laughs> Just Sean. <Blu-ray>. It's <laughs> Sean. Sean Astin's Criteria Collection. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> this is Sean Ashton. Oh, he's a nice guy, right? My father was in Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. <laughs> yeah. He was also Gomez Adams. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Uh, Keep that close to the vest. <laughs> Do you remember that movie he did with Kevin Bacon and Keith Coogan? Uh, Sean Astin? Yeah, Sean Astin. Uh, it was called like Whitewater Summer or something yes, like that. Yes, I do, with Kevin Bacon. That's what I just said. Yeah. With, with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> you mean the one with Kevin Bacon? <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't Tremors? Uh, yeah, where like, Kevin Bacon like, bullies him the entire time. Yeah, and then he bullies everybody. He, has to, like, he ends up getting saved by Sean Astin mm-hmm, in the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then like Sean Astin looks like how he looks in The Goonies throughout the entire movie. And then at the very end, he looks like how he looks in Toy Soldiers. Oh, interesting. As he's like, walking through the woods and he's like wrapping up his story and he's like ah. so I'm out here in the woods and that's what I do <laughs> and then like the, the, the big like pullback yeah. helicopter shot uh, huh. what did you think about that one with that, that film like, what I'm getting at is mm-hmm. what do you think of Sean Astin's growth up to this point that like you know he with Goonies and with that Whitewater Summer movie and then mm-hmm. moving on here to this Toy Soldiers movie I love him and in fact uh, if I can jump ahead a little bit he is the, my favorite part of this film I thought he got a great performance I, one of the things I like about him I, I don't know how he is as a person to be with every day I feel like I may get a little old but he's 
totally like sincere. Uh-huh. Like you know, from the uh, he is the the heart, the glue of of, of Goonies, and uh-huh. I think probably one of the reasons we, we still everybody knows the line. You know, this is our time, our time down, down here. here, and it's a shitty line, and it's you know, there's some Goonies isn't a great film. We should do that on the podcast at some point. Wow. Uh, oh yeah, you disagree? Yeah, I You're do. Like, oh, I do. Next I, week, I kinda, Goonies. I feel like I feel like Goonies kind of excels uh, on a few different levels. I yes. Think, I yes. Think that there's there's. But those There's roles. lightning in a bottle that certain movies manage to, to capture, mm-hmm. and I think Goonies is one of those things. Okay. I think Richard Donner uh, teamed up with you know his talent teamed up with Spielberg's. I think created a really wonderful visual film. Yes, uh, and yes. they obviously have a talent for working with kids because mm-hmm. can you imagine the nightmare that movie had to have been to uh, work yeah. with all those I'll children? Work with a lot of kids, like yeah, that, right. Yeah. Uh, so I I feel like. Th- I'd like to. I'd like to do that someday. Okay. Long story yeah. short, I'd no, like to will. do that someday. I think we're going to agree on a lot of stuff, but uh, it's uh, like on paper that movie is a little. Oh, and then they run into a mongoloid who thinks he's Superman, but he can be soothed by Baby Ruth. Uh-huh. Like that's the part where I raise my hand when we're doing the table reading. Right. Like, really? This seems a little out of place. But we're talking about the same movie where a kid falls down a pit and is able to save himself these with these are with the pictures <laughs> of, of I, power. Or I love. Data? Data. Data? Yeah. That didn't seem right. I automatically think of Star Trek when I think <laughs> Data now. But yeah, his name was Data. When I when I think back, I think back fondly. Oh, who didn't want to be Data? Like I, I didn't want to be Data. Really? No. Oh, who did you want to be of the Goonies? I, 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 we should <laughs> save this for the Goonies yeah, we episode, should save, shouldn't we? We should save it because I think it might surprise you. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, but no, Tune in next week. I, uh, I, but I, I'm just kind of curious what you think of Sean Astin as a performer You know, up to that point. Like, you know, do you, do you feel like... And okay, so you answered that. You you yeah, said that I, he I, was your favorite I part. I think of he's this in movie. the series, favorite part of the movie. I love him in Rudy. I love him in, in everything he's he's been in. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a perfect Samwise Gamgee. Yeah, he's, he you believe him in that world. Yeah, yeah. So I got no issues with him. So that that's what we're doing right now. What what the movie did best? Sure. Um, well, well uh, what are your feelings? Do you take umbrage with? Uh, I I feel like Sean Astin has. Uh, I don't know. Like I. He's he's definitely you could tell he's definitely from a showbiz family yeah. because he knows how to play to a camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the son of of Patty Duke and Gomez Adams. Um, obviously had some training. Obviously had some experience. You know watching his family work, and so he's pulled that into his own uh, his own professional life. I like him less and less the older he gets. Yeah, I could see that. And then like suddenly we get to Lord of the Rings, and I really enjoyed on. that work. Ah. and then. I'm, I I don't think I've seen him in anything since then. He narrated that video games the movie, which was kind of bad. It was it yeah. was kind of bad. We'll have to do and, that. And I, his narration I, was horrible. Like just yeah. it's well, hard to narrate. A, you know, I'm gonna have to abstain from making any comments. About I understand. That film. Stain. It's some, been a while. Some connections to it. I know, a rainbow connection. Mm-hmm. So uh, so no, like the, Sean Astin. I don't know. Doesn't do he, it he, doesn't, he doesn't quite do not it. Not even for a Rudy? Me. Are you a fan of Rudy? No. I was going to say, Rudy seems like the type of film you would not be in on. I, because all it is is just feeling and uh, pride. and. But I but I love Rocky. You know, Rocky's the same. Rudy yeah. is Rocky. Yeah, absolutely. But it's just a whole other sport. Except uh, that he wins in the end. Or at least gets his moment. He gets to play. To one, shine. He gets one play. He gets. He gets yeah. his one play. Yeah, but he makes a big play in yeah. that play. It's, it's well, consequential Rocky, Rocky, to the. Rocky has a personal victory at the end of Rocky. Yes, it's a personal victory, but uh-huh. it is not within the sport. Well, no, that I kind of feel playing. like Rudy's the same thing. Rudy's a personal victory that okay. he, he, he set out. Got his goal was to play to for, for Notre Dame, 
and he did. Okay. He got to, he got his he got to go out on the field. He had so many he had the people that believed in him so much. They they did the whole bit that they that freaking Aaron Sorkin has stolen five or six times <laughs> where everybody came in and like, you know, well, we're not going to do this if you don't let him play. We're not going to do this if you don't let him play. Well, Aaron Sorkin and, didn't rip that off from them. He ripped it. That's been ripped off time and time again. Uh-huh. Why are you bringing Aaron Sorkin into this? Because Aaron Sorkin has put it into every project that he's put together. Yeah. He's done it in the West Wing. He's done it in the newsroom. He's sure. done it in Sports Night. Yeah. Dude, but come all of on. all of his yes, because all of those those uh, entities are about the work family, right? But you do not have family. to steal like that specific thing so distinctly. Like, Fair enough. it plays out the same way on the West Wing oh, yeah. and on Sports Night oh, and on is, the newsroom. He's notorious for ripping himself off yeah. after he's ripped off somebody else. But wow, yeah, I still love him. Oh no, I like him too. Yeah. But the dude does definitely cannibalize himself, and he's used there that a lot. Sorkinisms. Now, I like at its heart. I like what Rudy's about. Mm-hmm. I don't like the execution of it. Yeah, I, I get that. It's it's, it's schmaltzy and um, a little low common denominator, crowd pleaser, as they say. Well, but I, I I love it for those reasons. And and the Rudy Rudiger character is portrayed in a can do no wrong kind of sense. Yeah, and apparently it was not the case. Yeah. Uh, uh, with the real person. Who, uh-huh. who I've met, by the way. Oh, have you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. He's he's pretty short. <laughs> it looks nothing like Sean Astin, though. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, oh, that, that was that, that was another thing that Sarah had pointed out. She was like, it's so funny. All these guys are so short, they make Will Wheaton look tall. <laughs> oh, I know, right? <laughs> he does. He's towering above them all. Right. Uh, all right. So what I think this movie did right, mm-hmm. um, I think they captured what cheesy like 90s action movies escapism i think they kind of captured it for me in the best way true like it's the kind of movie i can just put on if it's in the middle of mm-hmm. it i can just sit there and just throw the controller and i don't i i know i know where it's going to go yep. i know where we've gone i know where it's going to go and i can just sit and watch it happen um and there are weird movies like that, like Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. <laughs> I've watched it a million times, yeah. and I could watch it a million more. And I know what's going to happen, and I'll just sit there and I'll quote along with it. Uh, I was finding myself kind of quoting along with this movie. Again, I think more because I watched it as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I still haven't really narrowed down what I what I like, <laughs> what I think this movie Most did right. I've been I've been trying to like stall just to try to figure out what did I what did I think this movie did the best. Mm. Um, I think I think casting not just not just Sean Astin, Ooh. but I think the casting in general. I think that they, they did a decent job with it. Uh, I think that there was definitely a camaraderie. You could tell, like, yes, that this cast, these especially the kids, you could tell, like, wow, these guys seem to have genuinely gotten along with one another mm-hmm. while making this movie. I, I like Louis Gossett Jr. Uh, yeah, I, I love his delivery. He's great. He's got that uh, that wonderful. Uh, without being like overbearing, without trying too hard to be that Atticus Finch kind of character. Right. But he's that disciplinarian with a heart, you know, and uh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I, I like that you do, until we get to the end where he crashes through a window and shit <laughs> uh, and starts playing commando. A lot of character. But, yeah, I kind of I kind of dug that. I, I dig the yeah. cast of this movie. That's what I think it did yeah. the best. Yeah, Arlie Ermey. We haven't mentioned he's Fucking in this. Arlie for, Ermey's in this. Wasted, but uh, yeah. I guess that's before anybody really knew that what, what he could do. Right. Who he well, was going to be. Well, no, didn't Full Metal Jacket come well, out before this? Yeah, but, I'm t- but, but that's such a, like, oh, yeah, oh, he can do Army General. We're just going to make him always do Army General. Yeah. He's not a big big part of this you know we're not going to give him a lot of lines to chew up because stri- lightning's gonna, not going to strike this guy twice but we like that guy let's get we get, you can't guy. sing about Eskimo pussy we didn't we know can't, we can't, <laughs> can't do that in this movie <laughs> we didn't know he's going to be uh, hosting his own TV show on 
whatever it was that eight history channel or whatever. Right. Oh god, well that was like twenty years after this movie was made. Yeah, no, this is what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you're yeah. Built a career. I'm just saying he's he's got a lot of talent yeah. to waste in this film. But yeah, good cast. I'll take that. What did uh what did Toy Soldiers do wrong? I still can't get past the uh the kind of lame situations in which they're able to foil the Yeah, like you said, the uh, oh hey, look over here while I run this way. <laughs> a lot of implausible like yeah, some some kids should be dead. Yeah. Uh Realistically, there should have been a higher body count for the children in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. If these guys were as ruthless as they say, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, because they're they're like point blank execution style they killing fucking, professors for no reason. At the beginning of the movie in the courthouse, they kill at least three people. Yeah, without thinking anything of it. Yeah. So none of the kids though, right? No, no. There, yeah. I don't think there were any kids in there. Their daddies don't have money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, I was kind of disappointed with how the plot. Uh, well, the plot. We know how the plot. Is going to play out. Uh-huh. Or now the story is going to play out, but not the plot. Gotcha. I, I, I no, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You know how the overall story is going to end, but it's yeah. the the steps that you take to get there. Yeah, and I would I would hope it would have been more interesting because that really all is what it had going for it. And then I was kind of bored. Yeah, I, I can I can understand that. Right. I didn't uh, see it when I was twelve. What uh, what I thought this movie did wrong um, was the uh, uh, definitely some production faux pas. That was <laughs> I that never was noticed those. Um, but also. <sighs> There, there are things that when you, like I said earlier, when you think about it for at least five minutes, and it just strikes you, and you're like, that makes no sense. <laughs> like you're just, you want to fail. You absolutely right? want to fail. Like why would you let anybody out? Just keep everybody in this in the cafeteria. Like keep everybody on lockdown. You are the laziest terrorist in the world. Yeah. It, it's like Louis Cali's form of terrorism is uh, com- comparable to a parent just putting a kid in front of a TV. Yeah. To be a babysitter. Like, Pretty much. He's like, all right, uh, I'm holding all of you hostage, but just go outside and play for a little yeah. while. Uh, I'm going to nap. Badly. I'm going to take a nap in the office. Once you look healthy with all your teeth when your parents show up, but <laughs> right. uh, for now, just, just GTFO. Yeah. So there, there are parts like that, and I think that probably speaks kind of what, to what you were saying, where you know there are just some points in the plot that just they don't, they don't click, and they don't make sense. And, uh, and overall, it doesn't hurt my enjoyment of the film, but it's definitely one of those things that when it happens in the movie, I point it out, and I'm like... Wow, that that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of horrible. Like, yeah. I wonder if anybody sat there and went, "I wonder if in ten years this is going to make any sense." <laughs> uh, will you watch this movie again? Oh yeah, I'd probably. You watch will it. see this I'd again in your lifetime. This, yeah. this will probably be the last time in my life I see this movie. Gotcha. I have no desire to see well, it again. Uh, well, I understand. But that. again, if it's if it's if it's if it's in the middle of my gaze, if it if it enters my eyesight, I won't I won't avert. Really? Yeah. So, but what if Joel? Mm. What if somebody remade this movie? Ooh. Would you want to watch it again? Well, it depends on who the cast is, Joe. Of yeah. course. Wow. Okay. Well, then let's recast this son of a bitch. Let's. If we were to make Toy Soldiers, I almost said Toy, <laughs> Toy Story. Story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be fun if Toy Story and Toy Soldiers Tom were merged Hanks together. Is if Buzz Callie. Lightyear was actually Louis Callie and was holding <laughs> the toys hostage? Uh, wow. All right. Dark. I know, right? So, if we were to remake Toy Soldiers now, yep. how would we do that? I have. I did all five of the main kids. I did Lewis Gossett. I did the bad guy. Hell, I even did. Uh, I have like thirteen. Marcus Brody. Oh, really? Yeah, I have like thirteen recast. All right, I should probably just plow through mine then, right? Uh, whatever you want to do. There's no ping ponging in this one. Uh, well, what do you want to? Go ahead. Just go through this. <laughs> Joe hates this part. Every, I hate it because it turns into a freaking a meeting of like, well, do you want to ping pong? <laughs> should we ping pong? We should, do you want to do that? We need well, to we Rochambeau could, I could go through that. Well, I mean, do you want me to? I could go through all mine. All right, all right. The mobsters, <laughs> uh, the, the mobster father. Like a wet hot American summer one. <laughs> it was 10 minutes of you guys <laughs> recasting. We're so I was nice. listening to you guys like, oh my you, you want to ping pong? Because I could go. Do you want to? That I was, was gonna, a problem. We, 
<laughs> we did like 13 a piece. Yes. And we're like, we're just going to go through it quickly. Nope, last no. half hour of the episode. It was a minute per cast member. <laughs> okay, so um, Trotta, the, uh, the the father, the mobster who uh, who puts a hit on the Colombian drug lord. Jerry Orbach. Played by Jer- Jerry Orbach in this movie. In mine, how about De Niro? Robert De Niro. Nice. Not a stretch. So you're going with this, kind of the same tone of, the, of yeah. this movie. Okay. Yeah, this is going to be... Uh, yeah, this is going to be heavy. Okay. This is definitely an R-rated film. Okay, yeah. Uh I did uh, Denholm Elliott, who is the Marcus Brody character from the I- Indiana Jones movies. He plays the headmaster here in this film. Uh, I went for uh, somebody who also, uh, not quite a headmaster, but uh, teaching young minds in, in, in a special school called Hogwarts. Oh, How about yeah. Mad-Eye Moody? Love it. Brendan Gleeson uh-huh. in that uh, role as the headmaster. Uh, for the bad guy. Let me know if you want to jump in or no, 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 no. This is this is for uh, Andrew Divoff. Divoff is the guy's name, the actor's name. Yeah. Who plays what's his name? He played Louis Calley. Louis Calley is the 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 mastermind, the the worst terrorist mastermind committed to film. Uh, there's a guy in it by the name of Jordi Moya, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. M O L L A. He was the Colombian drug lord in Bad Boys Two. Also, the Colombian. Oh, God. This is a stupid problem to have. He was uh, the friend in Blow. That's uh, right. Johnny Depp, who kind of sells him out, rats him out. He's, I mean, if you look at him, this you, poor guy has been typecast because he looks like a Weasley Colombian drug lord. These mother bitches. <laughs> yes. Uh, for my Lewis Gossett, uh, he's he's the not the headmaster, but he's what, the dean. He's the dean. Yeah. Thank you of the prep school. Yeah. Uh, disciplinarian, but uh, does a little ass kicking near the end. How about Sam Jackson in that role? Nice. No stranger to that. Hank, I believe, is the African American boy. Now we're into the Think boys. All these motherfucking terrorists <laughs> in <laughs> my motherfucking prep, prep school. school. <laughs> uh, Hank, right? Hank's the the, the black yeah. kid, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Hank, guys. Uh, here's an actor we're going to be hearing a lot about. Already have because he's in the new Star Wars movie coming up. John Boyega plays Finn. Plays yeah, it's Finn in the new Star Wars. I don't know what his uh, last. name Oh, we is. don't know his last name yet. It's Finn. It's just first name so far. All right, John Boyega in that role. Ricardo Montoya, who uh, guess what? What nationality he is? <laughs> he is Norwegian. <laughs> That's exactly right. White is my skin. Um, no, uh, I don't know what that actor's name was, but his his character's name was Ricardo. He was the 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 young boy. There's a guy by the name <laughs> of Ezra Miller uh-huh. uh, from uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin and the Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh yeah, great yeah. actor. And actually, I just saw him recently in Trainwreck. He's got a small role as that intern in Trainwreck. Gotcha. But he's a really good actor. He's seen good, but movies. I know some people that are better than Ezra. Oh, <laughs> 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 I see what you did so there. Clever so girl. <laughs> So Moving on up, Keith Coogan, kind of soft body, the funny guy who uh, calls uh, Will Wheaton the word that I will not utter again, <laughs> ever in my life, after the tongue lashing I took earlier. Mm. Um, Snuffy, I guess he's referred to his credits. <laughs> How about Haley Joel Osment in hey that role? <laughs> Haley Joel Osment? <laughs> Haley Joel Osment oh my is going to be that character. Have you seen that kid recently? That kid, yeah. Re- remember, remember when he was a cute little kid in like mm-hmm. The Sixth Sense? It's like... His whole body grew except his face. Oh, right? Like, I know. His face is still just like he's centered. It's got, got the Michael J. Michael J. Fox <laughs> disease. Michael J. White? Not Parkinson's. Michael J. Fox? Michael yeah. J. Fox looks fine. No, but I'm saying, but he perpetually looks like he did when he was, like he seems like a 12-year-old oh. Oh, okay. stuck in a 50-year-old man's body. Gotcha. Anyway, uh, yeah, Haley Joel Osment. And then the final two, the Will, we- Will Wheaton character. A uh, guy named, uh, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, uh, his name is Jack Gleason. He is, of course, King Joffrey. Man, you got a couple Gleasons in this. Oh, yeah. What do you yeah. know? Brendan, Jack, 
And Domnall is Sean Astin's character. No, just kidding. But how cool <laughs> would that be if it were? That'd be great. But King Joffrey will be the uh, character, the mobster son who gets shot. I don't yeah, think anybody will be Joey Trotta. too sad about seeing that. I don't know if he's going to pass as an Italian guy. I'm going to need to change the name in the script there. And then finally, Sean Astin. No, I didn't go uh, Domnall Gleeson, but I went Paul Dano. From uh, Little Miss Sunshine, there will be blood. Yeah, that's right. These kids are probably a little too old to be playing these roles <laughs> of a 15-year-old. I'd, I'd like for you to boys. keep. I want you to keep that in mind when Uh-oh. I go through my recast. Oh no! Oh, this will be great. So there you go. That's my recast. Yeah, and then my director, Frank Darabont. Hey, what that's not bad. That, I right? like Frank Darabont. He's done some great stuff with some Stephen King properties, and it started off The Walking Dead. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he, he, that explains he kicked, it. He kicked off The Walking Dead. He knows how to do rated R. Yes, he does. Um, all right, so. <laughs> I think you're going to get the tone of mine oh, shit. Uh, pretty quickly. This is why you didn't want to ping pong. I didn't want to ping pong because, uh, and, and I want you to keep in mind, like, these people are all going to be playing, okay. you know, age appropriate. All right. I'm prepared. Okay. So the Ed character, that R. Lee Ermey, mm-hmm. oh. is going to be played by Bill Paxton. Uh, yeah. Uh, Otis Brown, the FBI guy, mm-hmm. is going to be played by Bill Pullman. Paxton Pullman. I want them both in a, in a movie together. The Bills. Uh, to do that. Because uh, I think, what did they do? They did that other one. Um, God, what movie did they do together? Independence Day. No, not Independence, not Independence Day. <laughs> uh, shit, I can't remember what it was called. But like, uh, I remember someone hitting somebody with a shovel. Fuck it. I will look it up. We've gone too Fargo. far. Fargo. We've gone too far, Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he throws them in a wood chipper. Uh, all right. So the white terrorist guy, Jack. Yeah. Going to be played by Gary Busey. Yes. Of course. Uh, our headmaster. The character's too smart for Busey, though. The he- I know, but that's why Gary Busey's just going to be like, I think he's uh. got asthma. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. You know what BOMB stands for? <laughs> just be making acronyms <laughs> <Yes>. on everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, oh, so shit. the headmaster, Marcus Brody, yeah. can be played by Danny DeVito. Oh, dude, that's great. Yeah. Uh, Joey Trotta's dad, yeah. Jerry Orbach character, uh, played by Jason Mansukis. Mm, I'm gonna need a an assist on that. Man. Yeah, well, uh, Je- Jeff, could you tell could you tell Joel who Jason Mansukis is? I'm looking up on IMDb. He, he was um, guy, he's in the league. He plays Raffi. Have you ever seen the league? I don't think you have. Oh, that dude. Yep. Yeah, got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that'd be great. He, he played Joey's dad. Uh, the <laughs> the character. Here we go. The character of Yogurt. No, you know what? Dean Parker. Yogurt. The 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 Lewis Gossett Jr. character, mm-hmm. played by Andre Brower. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, so now good here we go. That's what he would ask the, the students the, when he puts them in the bed. He's not that guy. Oh, it's not Andre Brower? No, that's not Andre oh, Brower. I always get him confused the with the All-State from guy. 24. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yes. They, they look... They, fuck you, Joe Boo. Damn it. Uh, they look the same as that. we were going to say. Yes. <laughs> Way to go, Joel. <laughs> damn it. Uh, all right, so now we get into the kids. The character of Yogurt, played by Jon Stewart. <laughs> oh, you... <laughs> Ricardo... Okay. Is gonna be played by Danny Trejo. <laughs> <laughs> Hank will be played by Keegan Michael Key. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Trotta will be played by Justin Long. Ooh. Uh, Jonathan. Wait a minute. Keith Coogan, played by Rob McElhenney. Mm. He's from uh, Always Sunny. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say the funny guy, but they're all funny. Billy, the Sean Astin character, right. played by Charlie Day. <laughs> <laughs> and Louis Kelly, played by Danny McBride. What's the connection, it's though? It's a comedy. Okay. It's, it's a comedy, and directed by Ant-Man's Peyton Reed. Yeah, hey, there you go. Yeah, because he, he does some comedy, and he does some action. Have you guys Have you guys seen Ant-Man? I did see Ant-Man. I saw it while you were out, and I wanted desperately to talk to you about it. Have You, you did uh, yeah, see it. Yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. 
I enjoyed it. I don't know about quite a bit. Um, it, you know what? 15 years ago, this would have been like one of the greatest comic book movies made, right? Or I don't, I don't know. I think that 15. I think it served its purpose. I don't think it was. I don't think it was the best superhero movie I've ever seen. I put it, but I liked it quite a bit. I thought it was. I, do. I thought it was delightful. I, I put it in in the shadow territory with Alec Baldwin. Really? The shadow. No. I like the shadow. I I have a, oh, really? I, oh, I can't stand the shadow. Oh, I hate that. Coming movie. up soon on an episode of the editing uh, bay. I thought that it was a really good movie. I thought it was very competent. However, I did see the traces of uh, of Edgar Wright. You of, could still see that's the traces what I wanted of Edgar to talk Wright to you about. in the script. Every time they would do that that scenario where it's like his voice coming me from the, yeah, the, that's totally, total Edgar Wright. That has to be. Yeah. There's no way that couldn't be him, yeah. knowing that his involvement in that film. And yeah. I, I, there's a part of me that really wishes that we could visit the Fringe universe where Edgar Wright actually directed I the know, movie. I know. Uh, it's the same universe where George Lucas is dead, <laughs> and episodes one, two, and three were done <laughs> yes. by Spielberg. Yeah. That's right. I want to live there. Uh, and uh, take me there. But I liked it. I thought it was a fun. It was it was a fun movie. Yeah, it didn't take too much investment. Uh, they set up some fun stuff for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. but I thought that overall it was it was a decent little movie. Yeah, it's not the kind of movie where I feel like someone's going to become a rabid fucking Ant Man fan no. out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a nice building block, and it was a good standalone movie. I can totally see that this was the movie though, that because just by the tone of it, this was the movie that they were like, all right, if we don't get Spider Man. This is the kind of character we want, mm. like because the way Paul Rudd played Ant Man out was a lot like how Spider Man would be. Interesting, like wisecracking all the yeah. time while he's fighting. It totally. I just assumed they pulled that stuff from the comic book character. No, the, Hank Pym was never like that. Really, uh, uh, neither was Scott Lang. But they some they totally gave him like the wisecracking personality, and it made me feel like. I wonder if he's supposed to be kind of like the plan B if they weren't going to get the Ooh, rights for Spider-Man, if they were kind of trying to set up a character like this huh. still in the MCU. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I liked it. I thought it's, Peyton Reed did a good job with something he wasn't originally supposed to have. And, and that's really what it comes down to as well. Yeah, no, th- this isn't a movie that you need to see. Not like I mean, I felt like in, in order to be in the Marvel Universe, I had to see the Thor movies. I'll probably have to see the next Thor movie just to kind of follow the story. Yeah. This one, even though I guess it's loosely tied in, like I, I've been telling people, like, you don't need to see this movie. Yeah. Hey, check it out if you're interested, if you want to see it. You're not going to not enjoy it. You just may not remember it. And I'm, 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 I'm lukewarm on it. But I didn't have much, uh, much to do about the character anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, by the way, the aforementioned movie with Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman, talking about brain dead. Is it Brain Dead? Brain Dead from nineteen ninety. There was a different one too. Paxton though. Pullman. Pullman Paxton. There was a different one. I don't know what to tell you. Well, it's IMDb. Is I'm gonna, what uh, it's telling me. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look Uh-oh. some more. Uh, so you're gonna just have to. Oh shit! I have to time. vamp now. You have to well, vamp. You listen to that episode, Jim. You, you know vamp. how that goes. Just vamp. No, but I wasn't. Uh, but yeah, going back to Ant Man, I also feel like this is the time when they. When Joss Whedon was getting disenfranchised with the whole Marvel universe, you know, he famously what, what was he supposed to do? He was supposed to do the third Avengers movie, and then decided to take a break. And I think this is Marvel kind of like slowly wrestling the reins back from individual directors, uh-huh. and now you can't have any sort of voice, which is it's what it, that's what's disappointing about Ant Man because it could have been an Edgar Wright film. But, but they wanted it but it's to, a Marvel to tie in too instead. much to what's going on. And you yeah. can't do something too crazy. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is probably about as far out as they're going to go uh-huh. in the, the, the MCU, as yeah. they call it. Um, but from that here on out, they're all going to have that same tone and feel. And I, I don't know that I... I'd like to see a standalone comic book movie anymore that doesn't have to live in this universe don't go see Fantastic Four. Feel like, well, that's not going to be it. <laughs> <laughs> you, I was, yeah. 
<laughs> I was already going to heed that advice before you I, gave it to me. Uh, you know what? I think we're going to see standalone movies after they get through with this whole like infinity thing. Once yeah. they get up through the infinity thing, I think this was a great experiment for Marvel. That like, hey, can we treat the movies like we treat the comics, mm-hmm. where everything ties into one another? I think once Infinity War is done, I think we're going to see standalone movies again. They're I, talking about like hard resetting. Yeah, like hard I, and, resetting the Iron Man. I think, Man, that, all, I think that's a great idea. I think yeah. it's a. I, You're going to have to. Usually, I'm not a fan of that. But I think that's a great idea because, you know, you've put all this work towards telling this huge epic story that spanned all these movies. Mm -hmm. And again, it's a perfect representation of comics and how they all tie into each Mm -hmm. other. You know what? Thumbs up for you. Gold star. You did a great job. Forever in the history of film. Exactly. You've made history. Now let's fucking stop that and let's make some standalone <laughs> movies. Again. Yeah, no, I agree. I'd like to get back to that as well. Uh, all right, so if you have any thoughts about recasting for Toy Soldiers, if you have any thoughts about the movie, things that we didn't touch on that you're like, motherfucker, you didn't mention this, you can always talk back to us again on Facebook in the uh, search bar, put in the editing bay, find the one with the bleeding eyes, that's us, and uh, you could talk back to us there, give us suggestions for movies that we can watch in the future. Uh, you can also talk back to us on uh, on our, we don't have anything on the website, do we? No, not really. Well, I mean, like, we we have the the website is the central portal for all things editing bay. So you're gonna find a link to our Twitter handle there at the editing bay. You're gonna find the link to the Facebook page there. You're gonna find the link to iTunes. You can subscribe to it directly from there, and also the archive. I'm still working on up, uploading all of the uh, the old shows there, uh-huh. uh, and we'll have a refresh here before the end of the year. That'd be um, nice. It'll be exciting. It will be nice. That'd be really cool. Editingbay.com, by the way, is that website. That's the website, mm-hmm. and the and again the Twitter handle is at the editing bay. Correct. Again, remember that distinction. Twitter's the <laughs> and we're doing pretty good. We got the, about fifty followers now. Yeah, it's doubled within the last month. So Man, thanks, guys. Keep it up. Tell your friends. That's right. Tell your friends. <laughs> Say hello to your mother for me. <laughs> hey guys, what's up with the bumblebee? <laughs> uh, no, uh, if you uh, if you download us on your podcasting app, if you have an Apple device, we would really appreciate if you left us a review and a five star rating. Mm-hmm. That would be fantastic. Uh, I mention this all the time. We would love to do another live show. We're looking for sponsorships, and the best way to do that is if we can get some reviews and some ratings. So that way we could show people, hey, look, people actually listen to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while you're doing that, we would also love it if you would leave reviews for our other Next Wave shows. We have MVP, Most Valuable Podcast, mm-hmm. with Matthew and Danny. Uh, I was on with Sarah this past week talking about the SummerSlam preview. Oh. Uh, she's a big fan of Stephen Amell from Arrow, and he's going to be in SummerSlam uh, teaming up with a guy to wrestle somebody. Did you hear about the uh, John Stewart news? Yeah, today? that's right. He's going to be hosting SummerSlam. Uh, yeah, so we'll be hearing about that uh, next week, I imagine, on the MVP podcast. Well, I don't know if there's going to be one next week. Oh, I, I have bad. no idea. I'm not sure. Uh, Jeff looks at me like uh, I haven't heard anything about this Chicken. because the host is hosting a SummerSlam party. Oh, <laughs> so I don't know if Jeff knew about this or not. They should fucking no. record it, man. <laughs> we did that once for WrestleMania, yeah. but he has to go to like bed. He wakes oh, up as early yeah. as I do, but like you know, where how I don't mind kind of sacrificing and staying late. Mm-hmm. To you're, you're he's totally giving me, he's giving me the rolly <laughs> eyes and the duck lips. Uh, Couldn't even get no, it no. out. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, the you can leave reviews for them. For my comic life, Jeff and Sam. Man, Sam has been going to the uh, to the Alamo Draft House every day this week. Uh, really? Because I, I follow him on, on Facebook, and he's got like an update. He's like, I've seen this movie, and I've seen this movie. I'm like, yes, go Sam, Alamo Draft House. Uh, so, yeah, uh, check out what they're talking about on uh on my comic life, and that's loaded up every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Every Wednesday here on the Next Wave Radio Network. Um, download all the shows. If you have an Android device, you can always get our shows on the Podcast Addict and the Podcast Republic apps. You could search the iTunes library that way. Is there anything that I've missed? 
I think you have all the bases covered. All the bases covered. So what are we going to watch next week? Well, it is we're we're right here in the middle of August. God, did you try to go shopping this past weekend? Uh, to a mall, a perhaps? Bit. Yeah, a little bit. You might have noticed the the throngs of humanity out there because it was it was tax free weekend here in Texas. Was that this past weekend? It was the weekend before. It was the weekend before. That's when I remember. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still a good story. I had to go to the mall. It was, I was a good story. No, I was going to go to the mall to pick something no, up. No, it's and cool. I, I started cool. googling hey, and I realized I'm it flying was my airplane. <laughs> I'm flying my airplane. <laughs> no, I realized it was tax free weekend, and I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I decided not to because I didn't want to do that. So it's back to school season. I think some of the teachers start back this week, yeah. and then next week, next couple of kids' weeks. So uh, it, it's got me in that frame of mind. I'm thinking about school. Thinking about my school days. Wanted to watch a movie that was set in a school. More uh-huh. importantly, I wanted to watch something that was on Netflix. Uh, that's that's <laughs> much better. Already paying for there it. There you go. And I realized, I don't know when they added these. I feel like it's a new edition, but the Bill and Ted movies, both uh, the first one and the second excellent one, Bill and Ted's and Excellent the bogus Adventure, journey. are uh, free if you are a Netflix subscriber. So we're going to be talking a little. What do you think? The first one? Bill and Ted's Excellent it's Adventure. Oh, man. Let's you do, the, do first one, the first one because I haven't seen that. This certainly this century, uh-huh. and uh, probably since the '90s is the last time I visited. I have a feeling some of it is not going to hold up. Yeah, even though I I remember it fondly as a Ute, as two, these two Utes. What's a Ute? <laughs> Hi, I'm Billy the Kid. I'm a gunfighter from the West. His name is Socrates, and he does this thing, and he says party on, and he loves rivers. Oh, you're making it sound like you don't enjoy this film. No, no, yet I, I know. I just don't like that ending. I don't. I don't like the final, the history report at the yeah. end. I That's don't like that. I've the never climax liked that. of the film. I've never liked it. I've never liked that part of the film. Like I usually, once it gets to that part of the movie, I'll turn it off. Like, well, I, I remember enjoying almost everything up to that point. Then when they do the history report, I'm like, what? Really? Okay. Well, uh. please tune in all the way to the end. There might be something. There might be a Marvel esque. Uh, additional scene at the end of really? the movie that you don't know about. Thanos appears. All these years. <laughs> exactly. Here's one thing I am excited about. Uh, this movie features George Carlin. Yes. And that is Fitting always tribute. awesome. There you yeah. go. Rufus. Yes. So Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure next week catch, on the Editing Made Catch podcast. that on Netflix. Uh, Joel, thank Yo. you very much. This is no, a man. good time. Good episode. Jeff, thank you very much, sir. And uh, thank you, listeners. We will be back next week. See you. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.